Now, if you're like most people in the NFT space, including myself, you were sprung into action late Sunday evening when there was news about an OpenSea hack that was draining people's wallets. And initially, people thought that this was due to the new contract with OpenSea. And then some people said that it was the X2, Y2 airdrop. If you had interacted with that, your wallet was getting drained. But it actually ended up being um, something else entirely. It was a phishing attack where many people had clicked a fake email link and they signed a transaction with their wallet that would allow somebody else to drain their NFTs. Now, Isotile on Twitter had a great thread that broke down what exactly happened here. And so let's spend a couple of minutes going through that. And then at the end, I'm going to give you some tips that's going to help you prevent you from being a victim of one of these attacks. It's just good security hygiene that you want to keep when you're minting and storing your NFTs. This is Isotile's thread that explains how the NFT OpenSea hack happened. So let's start with 28 days ago, the hacker uploads a new smart contract. He already knows well that his goal is to get as many signatures as possible. So here, if we look at the screenshot, the contract was created 28 days ago. Then he started sending out emails with phishing websites. So phishing is where you send a website that looks like a specific website, but it actually isn't. It has a different domain name, but it looks exactly like OpenSea. And so he asked them to sign a request that made your base price of your listing zero, essentially. So what this is doing is it's, it says you're sending a private sale of zero ETH of your NFTs to the hacker. Then on the 19th, he executed the smart contract to steal the NFTs before the listings expired. Now, you have to remember, OpenSea this week had a new contract that allowed for you to migrate your old listings to the new contract. And so if the hacker had waited long enough, most of the listings would either have expired or they would have gone to the new contract and he'd be unable to steal back the NFTs. So that's really the long and short of how it happened. Most people got fished and they signed something that they weren't supposed to sign and that's what got their NFTs stolen. Now, some tips on how you can protect yourself with your NFTs. First thing, and this is such a basic one, but many people fall for it like the people that fell for this, this scam make sure you're checking the URL. Always make sure you're on OpenSea.io or any other website that you're visiting where you connect a wallet. That's the number one spot where people are gonna attack you and try to get you to connect your wallet and sign a transaction that you're not supposed to. So as a rule of thumb, it's a good idea that if that you should, should not click links through an email because usually you can't really see the URL that you're going to through an email. You'll click a button, it'll take you to a page. That's how this scam happened. So whether it's a link on Discord, whether it's a link on Twitter, whether it's a link on an email, just don't go on them. Better to just type it in yourself. Maybe you have them bookmarked on your browser itself, but that's gonna be a huge way where you can really reduce a lot of the attacks that happened. And then if you're really conscious about your NFT hygiene, then it's a good idea to have three separate wallets. Now, let me explain. 
Two of them can be software wallets, and the third is your hardware, wa hardware wallet. So let's start with that. Your hardware wallet, you should never connect to MetaMask or to the internet, to any website. You want to keep that totally separate. So store your NFTs at a really high value. So if you have like a board Ape or a Mutant Ape or Cool Cats that you know for sure you're not going to sell and you're holding long term, transfer it to your harder wallet and then leave that be. Don't ever connect that to any sites or any of the any any um, smart contracts. Avoid it completely. Your assets are going to stay safe. And then you'll have two wallets left. One is your let's call it your main hot wallet. This wallet has some Ethereum. It has some NFTs that you know you're selling right now or you're planning on selling or you are keeping for the short term and you don't really have long-term plans. And so you want to keep it available if you want to sell it at any moment. And then the second wallet is, let's say, this is your DGen wallet. This wallet, you'll use it to mint. You will connect to websites to access things. You'll... Um, Think of this as kind of like your burner wallet where if something goes wrong, right, and you get hacked, then this wallet, there's nothing really of consequence that happens here. You, maybe you have a very small amount of Ethereum and you probably have no NFT stored on it because if you mint with that wallet, transfer it over to your hot wallet or your harder wallet. So you can have this three wallet system that's really going to, uh, it might be a little cumbersome, but in the long term, especially with the amount of hacks that are happening and the amount of money that gets lost in these hacks, you're going to want to start thinking about this, especially as you accumulate more and more valuable assets. One of the great things about crypto and NFTs is that we own our assets. The downside of, the, of, of that is that there's no customer service that we can call. It's, it's you. It's only yourself. And so your security and your knowledge of this space is going to be paramount. And so I would spend time thinking about this and really setting up a system that works for you.